All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, everybody. Before you get into today's podcast, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle. It's a brand new program where you can host your own podcast at Blue Wire. You can be just like me. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Now, it might not get to dropping the gloves level. might be better. I don't know. Now, here's your chance. As a part of the program, you receive a personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks so many tips and tricks and on top of that we'll help you get your show pushed out to apple spotify google stitcher i don't even know what stitcher is but we will get your stuff pushed out there and the best part is it's only 15 bucks a month we pay 15 bucks a month for for blue wire to do this so you're gonna get the same deal as i do it's unbelievable so whether you're just starting from scratch or you have an existing show that you want to grow hustle is an open door to level up your sports experience to apply, go to bwhustle.com slash blue wire. Acceptance is limited. They're not just going to take everybody. So you got to have a good idea or a good podcast. So get in there. Check out the description box to find out more. That's bwhustle.com slash join. Tim, disregard the crying child in the background. That's just one of my six losing her mind. But life goes on. Say la vie. So Christmas was three days ago, and I just feel like Christmas came again because there's so much to talk about. There's so much hockey news. It's fantastic. I don't have to do a throwback episode, which I hate. You love. The fans despise based on their- They do not. They hate them. No, they don't. Come on. The reviews were terrible. They said, well, I've listened to this before. Why do I need to listen to it again? Not true. These episodes were bad when I first listened to them. (laughs) And I don't want to listen to it again. So thank goodness we got some hockey news to talk about. Life is good. Seems like every time I flip open the news or the paper, there's something to talk about. I was going to say turn on the TV, but did you know I don't have a TV? I do. You tell me every couple days. It's actually, it's amazing. I'm just unplugged. From the world. The, you know what's the best part? No cable bill. Oh, so nice. 170 bucks a month I used to pay for that junk. Now, you have a little bit of news, though. You weren't following on TV, but you were following some football yesterday, weren't you? Oh, it was a nail biter with my fantasy football league. So I was in the finals again for the second, third consecutive year. And I had Matthew Stafford. 
if anybody follows football, they know Matthew Stafford got hurt on the first play, first series. So he threw for 17 yards and he went to the locker room. So he got zero points. Usually that would mean the team was done. Your team is absolutely going to get crushed if your quarterback doesn't put up at least 15 to 20. Not my team, baby. My team battled back. I had Miles Gaskin, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, DJ Shark, James Conner. I circled the wagons, and we won another championship. We brought it, we brought it home. I got back-to-back-to-back championships under my belt. I'm feeling good. That was the Buffalo Sabres one. I took down some trainer. Don't even know his name. Wasn't even on the team when I was there, so who cares? It felt good. It felt good to bring it home. So, Who else yes. is in the league? Uh, Matt Molson, Pat Coletta, all the trainers and guys like that. So it's uh, it's a fun little league, and I won again. It feels good, honestly. And then just to, to rub salt in the wound, I sent out a snarky text, you know. It's like, how do you lose this with, like, me not having a quarterback? And I also had the Lions kicker, and he only had one point. So I pretty much beat him with, like, seven guys, and he had nine. It was an absolute embarrassment on his part. So that being said, the other news – going around him was just through, it was coming at me fast and furious and it felt good. It felt really, really good. And I almost feel like I want to say, I told you so to the Chicago Blackhawks because some it's, it's bad news came down the wire. Kirby doc. Would you call him a star or up and coming star up and coming up and coming superstar of the Chicago Blackhawks had his career cut short. Oh, come on. <laughs> Easy with that language. It's not that bad. It's bad. Career cut short. It's bad. When you have a wrist surgery and you're out four to five months, that's the whole season. He's out the whole season. That's a bad look. So he's done. He's on the shelf the whole season. The Blackhawks lose their best centerman. Well, I guess nah, they're top two. The guy who they're going to lean on big time this year. He's out. He is out. How does Stan Bowman feel right now? He probably feels pretty great because he let him go. He let him have one preseason game for the World World Junior Championships. But but you know, it's it's the way things work nowadays. These kids get whatever they want. They don't know how to take the word no. I'm sure if he would have heard heard the word no, he would have been pouty and just like went on the internet and tweeted something you know really really nasty. Nah, I got my feelings hurt. Nah, I'm a baby. So Stan let him go, and then he got hurt. Now he's going to be out the season. That's a year of development. That's a year of experience. That's years of games played in the NHL. Now he's just going to be sitting there eating popcorn in the press in the press box, not learning anything because you don't learn anything in the press box. Coaches tell you, you know what? Go up there, watch the play, really focus on these guys. You don't learn a thing. You don't. You just sit there and watch the players, and you're ticked off because you're not playing, and you wish every one of your teammates bad. So you can play next game. That's what you do. You hope they lose every single game and you hope everybody does bad. So they go, oh, we should put John in. Oh, we wish Kirby was playing. He'd probably make a difference. Anyways, Chicago, I I think this sinks them this season. Any chance they had of making the playoffs, done. Drastically, drastically, drastically hinders their chances of making the playoffs. He's a big part of their team. You really think it's that important, though? I mean, look at their top six. It's it, it, He might not even be in the top six. Because they have uh, Dylan Strom as their second-line center, right? They got Kubelik. They got Kane and Taze, obviously. They got who? That Kajula, whoever you say that. The Brinkets. Yeah, they got some good players. I'm going on the projections, and based off of last year playoffs, like I said last episode, he played the second most minutes out of all the forwards. And from your first to second year, that's a year. It's a huge jump for you. 
Like you, you learn so much your first year and you just use it your second year. You put all that experience, all that know-how, you know how to train in the off season, you know how to be a professional. So you're coming into camp, you know, ready to roll. You're not just this young kid, wide-eyed, who's just, you know, doesn't know what to do for the first three or four months. This kid re- was ready to break out. This was going to be his year. I think it's a huge loss for the Hawks. So what are you going to do? Maybe will GMs think twice about sending their players to the World Juniors from now on after this? They might. And they actually signed Carl Stoderberg two days ago, too. Did you hear that? Yeah, for $1 million. It, it, It's a makeup. You know, he's a yeah. big body. He's 34, 35. He, he used to be really, really good. Like, he was a really strong player, especially when he was, he was with the Bruins. He was a good player. I remember when they owned him, and he was still playing, I want to say, Sweden at the time. He was, like, the superstar that was supposed to be coming over. He was, like, the guy that was, like, one of the best players in the world, not in the NHL, who was fairly old for a rookie. He's probably, like, 26, 25 or something. Um, he's been solid. He, he's not a top six forward in any, you know, any real good team, but he's a good player. Um, and you got to think that they, they're buying a little bit of, of, of makeup in terms of size, in terms of depth up the middle to bring him in after a doc gets hurt. Well, again, he went to Arizona where players go to die. And so hopefully he kind of resurrects his career and makes some noise because Chicago needs somebody to fill that void that doc is leaving. Those are, those are big shoes, Carl. I like that name, Carl. This is an overall name, Carl. It's a strong name. Carl. Enjoy it. Carl! So good to see you. I like that name. I don't know why. Anyways, moving on. Some more sad news. Why don't you take this one out, Tim? Tell everyone what's going on. Yeah, so Henrik Lundqvist announced, God, maybe 10, 14 days ago now that he was going to be sitting out for the whole season at least. He had some heart issues, um, which is a disappointing because obviously people wanted to see him play, wanted to give him a chance to win the Cup with Washington, and he announced today that he's actually going in for open heart surgery. So pretty serious stuff. I don't think anyone realized when this news came out last week how, how serious his uh, condition was. So obviously, you know, wishing him the best and a speedy recovery. I think right now it's not about hockey. It's about uh, his health and, and his quality of life as, after he retires. So <clears throat> hopefully he has a successful surgery and comes out of the other side okay. Yeah, it's tough. I I think this kind of puts to do you, do you think he's done? Have we seen the last game of Henrik Lundqvist? I do think he's done. Yeah. Yeah, it is too bad because he you know, he's one of those guys who everybody loves. You never hear a bad thing about him. And to go out like this, it's just kind of sad because he did so much for the Rangers for so many years and to just not give him one more chance cuz you could tell he was he wanted to play. Like he was excited to go to Washington. It was going to be a new chapter for his career. Hopefully, you know, make a run at the cup. It would have been exciting. Other than Claude Giroux, like we were talking about last game, Henrik Lundqvist is right up there. If he would have had a good run in Washington, he's the guy you want to cheer for. So it's a tough break for him. I hope he comes back. You know, he can kind of get through this heart surgery, get everything worked out with his valves and things, the order, whatever's going on. And who knows? You know, stranger things have happened. We could see him in the NHL next year. You see, we, we saw with Ryan Miller, he's 40. He just signed again with Anaheim. So I know. So cool. you never know. You never know. So, you know, we'll be thinking about Henrik. Hopefully has a speedy recovery. And he, the one thing about him is he's not going to give up. He's going to work hard. He's going to go out there and push himself. And if anybody can do it, it's, it's him. The guy's just a, a machine when it comes to working, working out, putting your mind to something. So bad, bad news. What else are we going to talk about, Tim? 
Yeah, so Corey Perry signed with Montreal today, um, which is, I mean, they're, they're not messing around, those Canadians. They want they want that toughness. They want that grit. He's got maybe just a little bit of, of scoring touch left in his, in his career. Maybe he gets you 15, a full season, maybe 20 if, if, if he finds the back of the net okay. But um, he's a good player. We saw that he still had some juice in his game with Dallas last year in that long playoff run. The big question for me is how how is their lineup going to shake out now? They're pretty heavy on the right-hand side. They brought in – uh, Josh Anderson and Tyler Toffoli. They got Gallagher, obviously. Now they have Perry as well as uh, Armia. So you might see some bouncing around where Perry or Armia play the left-hand side. You got Toffoli who can play the center as well. Um, but there's some interesting, you know, things going on with their lineup. And and a lot of the tweets that I've seen are actually commenting on the lack of depth at center that the Canadian, Canadians have. You got to know who's a good player, although is he is he a number one defense or center on a on a Division winning team, probably not. Um, and then you got Suzuki, who's who's a pretty slick kid. We saw him pull off some big moves in the in the bubble earlier this year. But again, he's only a second year kid. He's what 20, 20 years old, maybe twenty one. So, um, and then Code Kaniemi, I want to say that's how you say it. Another young player who's who we've seen some flashes from, but a lot of un, many questions up the middle. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see Toffoli slide over to the center spot and balance some things out. But good news and good signing for them. Not a lot of size down the middle. I think the average height of those guys is like, what, honestly, 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, well, and the left-hand side, you got Tatar and Joanne. Is there like a softer pair of wingers in the league? Well, let, let, look at on their third line, though. Arteri Likonen, that guy can chuck them with the best of them. And then to back him up on their fourth line, where you usually see the toughness, Paulie Byron. Who's all of five foot four, 150 pounds soaking wet? They have zero toughness in their lineup. Their toughest guy is Josh Anderson. What about Jordan Wheel? Is he a fighter? Who? Jordan Wheel? <laughs> no, no, they don't have any. T- I guess the toughest guy would be Shea Weber. Yeah, but he, you know, you don't want him fighting. So they're going for skill. They're going for speed. They're going for mobility. I don't think Corey Perry plays every game. I think you see him playing every other game. It's going to be a condensed schedule. They're going to be, you know especially with the travel Montreal is going to have, they're going to be going to Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver. They're going to be on the plane. It's going to be hard on the body. I think you see him spotted in, you know, he'll, he'll play 40 games. I don't, I don't see him playing a full season of 50. Is it 65 or 56? Let's just 50, clear this 56. Up. I don't see him playing 56. I think a 40 to 45 range is good for him, but you know, not a bad problem to have too many forwards that are of NHL caliber. Like you said, they could use a centerman, but centermen are hard to come by. It's very, very difficult to get a centerman who can play the game, put up points, be responsibly defensively. It's just not something you see every day. Ironically, Carl Soderberg would have been a great fit here, right? Yeah. Put him on the third line center. He's got some size. He's a responsible forward. He'd be good on this team. He would have been good. But again, they have a ton of forwards. I'm sure they'll figure it out. Drouin was supposed to play center. I'll just, I'll just say that. When they traded him... When they traded him for um, Sergachev, he was their superstar centerman they were getting back in return. Max Domi was supposed to be a centerman. When he came over from Arizona, he was the guy. He was, he was going to replace Drew Ann to be the, the star centerman. Strike one, strike two. Deneau's a good centerman. Like you said, he's not you know a head turner. He's not a guy who's going to light up the score sheet. He's a responsible player. He gets up and down the ice. You know, he's, he's okay. But he's not some guy who's going to dazzle anybody night in, night out. So if there is a new weakness on this team, it's up the middle. And what do you need to win Stanley Cups, Tim? You need strength up the middle. Yeah, they don't have it. They don't I really it. like Nick Suzuki, though. I mean, you can't – I don't know how much uh, – you know, how many weight you put into him this year because he's, he's still just so young. But we saw some really cool moves from him 
in the bubble. Like he had a really good run. I think he's going to be a good player. Um, I don't know if he's like a in 56 games, maybe he puts 30 to 35 points, you know, just, just contributing regularly. Um, I think that would be a good season for him, but it'd be cool to see how this kid's game develops for sure. Yeah. He's a good little player. He's like a little water bug out there. I love the defense. I like what they've done back there. I think that is a strength of their team. Joel Edmondson, Weber, Chariot, Petrie, like those are Kulak. They're, they have a solid decor. Their defense and goaltending are good. Their wingers are good. It's up the middle where they're going to struggle. So we'll see how they you know stack up in that Northern Conference. That fourth seed's up for grabs. We'll see how it goes. Anyways, moving on. Twenty twenty has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Thank goodness. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly, so you could focus on hiring that person that you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control of payment over your hiring, and you only pay for what you need and you can pause at any time. And there are no long-term, not long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria. And you can contact them the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. This is only for our show. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer is valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. The NBA is back in action and football is heading into the playoffs. Bills, baby. First place, AFC champions. Suck on that one, Billichick. You might not be at a game this year, but you can be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet online, they are your online sportsbook experts. We were talking about the Lightning. We were talking about their salary cap issues. We were talking about this conspiracy theory about Kucherov. They made a move. They moved some contracts around. They freed up some room. They got some long-term injury guys. They're just going to bury them. It's going to be a Pavel Datsuk type situation. They got rid of Paquette and Coburn, which is, you know, not a huge hit. Coburn wasn't going to see much ice time. And Paquette, he was a serviceable third or fourth line guy, don't you think? Yep. So I think this is a strictly this paper move. They needed to get some, you know, movement with their salary cap. If they need to make a move, they need some flexibility. Got rid of these two guys. It's not going to move the needle for them very much. They're going to be the same team with or without these guys. They gave up a second rounder and they're getting back two guys. So we'll never, never step on the ice again in the NHL. So it is what it is. It's one of those things where they needed help. Ottawa kind of took advantage. They got two good players who will help that team. And away we go. 
Ottawa is sneaky, sneaky, making some good moves. Yeah. They pick up a second rounder, which they just used to get Stepan. So basically they got Stepan, Paquette, Coburn for a couple guys, Nielsen and Gabrick, who aren't going to play anymore. I don't know. Not bad. You know what I mean? That GM, I told him to go on vacation. He is not going on vacation. He's doing some good work, man. Like he really is. This is a good move. Coburn's a veteran guy. And Paquette, he's just a solid third-line player. I don't know what his salary cap is. I'm sure he's making too much money. But Ottawa's got plenty of cap space, so good for them. Unlike the Blues, who have no cap space. And that, no, 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 uh, no, 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 no. They just signed Hoffman, I thought. No, they didn't. The, that is incorrect, John. Oh, that's right. He didn't get a contract because he's got to go on a PTO. What a, lo- <laughs> what a loser. He must stink. Did you ever get a PTO? No, I would never go for a professional tryout. I always had cash in the bank before I showed up to the rink. Baby, you weren't going to catch me on the ice without a contract. Not a chance. That's a lot of risk. <laughs> Honestly, if he goes out there, and I know, I'm sure they have a contract already signed, somewhere nice and safe. But if for, if for some reason he goes out there and, you know, tears an ACL or something, St. Louis can just say, we don't have a contract. I'm sorry. You didn't make the team. It's a big risk for him. It really, really is. I don't know why he's putting himself in this situation. Well, I don't think he's ever going to step on the ice without the contract. It's officially, formally a PTO right now, just to basically get him to commit to the team until such time that they can put Steen and Tarasenko on the long-term IR to free up the cap room they need to sign him. This is just basically, at face value, them committing to him and vice versa, taking him off the market. And then before the season starts, before he even gets to the camp, probably they'll be able to put them on the LTIR and they'll be able to sign Hoffman. So I don't think, I don't think he steps on the ice without a contract. What is the deal with Tarasenko? Uh, Did his head? I don't remember. How do you not remember Tim? I don't even know. I know he's been, you know, on the injured list a lot the last few years. So it's, um, it's tough. It's his shoulder. It's tough to have him gone, Steen gone. You lose Peter Angelo. Who are the St. Louis Blues, honestly? Who are they this year? Who's that team? Who, who's going to grab hold of that? Ryan O'Reilly, you know he's yep. going to do it. Tory Krug, is he going to step up? Are they going to be successful? I, I, I am starting to question the St. Louis Blues now a little bit, but just a little bit. Maybe they're not a lock in that division. Maybe, the, maybe they can't you know, walk away with it like I said they were going to with Colorado. I don't know. Tarasenko's a horse, and if he's not playing, that's not a good sign for them. Like, they have some decent, you know, Tyler Bozak's, he's, he's no spring chicken anymore. They have some older guys, David Perrons, he's not exactly a young pup, you know? I just think they're going to, you know, maybe have a little bit more trouble than we thought. Yeah, but Braden Shen's still a young stud, and Jaden Swartz is a good player. I mean, David Perron put up, I think, his best, his the best numbers of his career last season. And then if you see Tarasenko back next month, he's to be reevaluated in February. If he's, if he's back for the playoffs, and their D is still so, so good, even without Petrangelo. You got Pareko, Krug, Vince Dunn, Justin Falk, Sandella, Gunnarsson, Bortuzzo, and obviously Bennington in net. I mean, they're, I don't think they're anything to worry about. And they're only going to get better when, when uh, Tarasenko comes back. Yeah, they have the best decor in the league. I think they are, if not them, they're, they're top two or three because they're, those, those guys are going to carry the load. They're going to make sure this team gets into the playoffs. I agree. But you know what? It is a cause for concern. What if there's a setback with Tarasenko? He's a big part of that team. If David yep. Perron's your number one right winger, not good. 
not good. You want Tarasenko playing with Schwartz and O'Reilly. Like, that's your top line. So we'll see what happens. I, I don't like the injuries. I want to see every team have their full, full, full roster to see who the best team is, but it's not going to happen. Kirby Doc's out. Kucherov's out. Tarasenko's out. What's going on, Tim? Is there anyone who's had a stranger offseason than Mike Hoffman? Or is there anyone who, like, who things couldn't have gone less according to plan for that guy? He was probably just licking his chops at the beginning of last season. He was scoring. Things were going well. He was going to cash in. He was hitting his stride. Like, he was going to put up big, big goals. He did. Then all of a sudden, the pandemic. It, did the pandemic hurt anyone more than Mike Hoffman? Maybe Anthony Duclair. What do you think his like minimum was a couple of months ago? Like when the offseason started, he goes, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting this, but I'll set, he was probably like in his head, like I'll settle for four if I can't oh, get I, I, Well, he was making like five. Right. It's like, uh, what do you think his I'll minimum I'll settle was? for six. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know what? I would come back for five, 5.5, I guess. If the situation was right, I could compete for a cup, but I'm going to push for seven, you know? I score 30 goals a year. I've done it for five or six years in a row. There's only a handful of guys that can do that. Now is my time. He's going to sign what? for one, one year, $2 million. No, he's going to get three, 3.5. He, he will. If they, if they make it, if they make it work. They will. Well, they're giving up Tarasenko's money. They just got Steen's money back in the system. They have money to, to move around with. And, I think he'll get three, three point five, not nearly the six he he was probably hoping for. That's a big that's a big shot. He's like, oh, what am I gonna buy? I'm gonna buy a house. I'm gonna buy an island. I'm gonna buy this, I'm gonna buy that. Now he's like, you know what, I'm probably gonna rent. <laughs> just like, and he only signs for one year as well. So yeah. if he has a crummy year this year, if things don't work out, his stock falls even further. Where do you think he falls on the depth chart? You think he's going right to first line right winger? No, I think he, you know, he slots in behind Perron. I, I think that's where he lies until he proves himself. He's like I said, he's a sniper. He's going to get out there. He's going to get his shots. He's going to get his goals. He's not a like overall great hockey player. You know, he floats. He's not going to work hard in the D zone. He doesn't have the instincts on you know to keep track of his D man in the D zone. He's a he's a bona fide sniper. Going to put him on the number one power play unit. Let him do his thing. But now second line right winger, he'll get his. 12 to 13 minutes, even strength, and five minutes power play. That's going to be his wheelhouse. Yep. That'll be good. Good for Mike Hoffman. We should put up a – what do you think his salary is, honestly? One year. Uh, I'm going to say at the max, $3 million. No, you're crazy. So the over-under is three, and you're going – you're pushing? Yeah. Let's call it over-under three, three and a half. I think he's getting three and a half. Who you think he's getting three? Interesting. All right, we'll bet breakfast on it. I think he's over 3.1. You think he's under 3.1. How about that? Okay, sure. Breakfast at a restaurant we can never go to again because we're locked out. No restaurants are open here in Michigan. It's too bad. It's too bad. Come on over for breakfast, John. I made chocolate chip waffles this morning. You did? Yeah. Why? Just I love this. It's, I'm on vacation this week. How do you make a waffle? Is it it's the same as a pancake? Because I do pancakes quite a bit. Well, it's pretty much the same, but you need a waffle machine, and the mix is a little different. And then it's the – do you have the waffle machine like at most colleges where you put the batter in and you, you flip it over? No, no, no flipping. Is it the square or the circle? The circle. 
Okay. Chocolate chips, delicious. What kind of syrup do you use? Maple. Okay. Yeah, my kids won't even – no, I shouldn't say my kids. My wife – won't eat any pancakes or anything if it's not pure maple syrup. And then now she's like poisoning my children because now they're like, is this pure maple syrup, Dad? <laughs> I might just eat it. It's like it's sugar. It's in liquid form. Just eat it. Like, stop it. It's just so annoying. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. We're growing these kids who are like spoiled with syrup. They're going to be syrup snobs. Is this organic maple syrup? <laughs> is it? It's not? I'll just have some jam, please. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you guys are gonna get. I'll just have some cool. butter. Yeah, and then and then my wife loves some eat butter. Have you ever heard anything that crazy? You, but you mean like eat just a stick of butter or a spoonful of butter? Like if she's buttering a thing of toast, my kids will go up and be like, "Hey, can I have some butter?" And she'll slice them off a little square of butter. Ugh, yuck, gross. How much would it take for you to eat a stick of butter? Fifty bucks. I don't think I would do it for 50 bucks. Why? You got so much money? <laughs> no, but You're come so on. so rich. Did you ever do that in high school? It's like, how much would you eat this mustard packet for? This mayonnaise yeah. packet. We used to have a kid, Darren Gemmel. You kid would eat anything. We were one of my good friends back in the day. We just, here's five bucks, Darren. Eat this ketchup bottle. And he would like down the whole ketchup bottle. He'd drink this vinegar for $5. And he would just down it. I'm like, oh my gosh. Darren, Did you give him the money? Oh yeah, he, he earned that money. That was unbelievable. I could, I I don't have a, a strong stomach. Like I, I it's not strong. I, I barf and get stomach issues all the time. My st- my stomach is so weak. It's it's just not even funny. Anyways, I don't know how we get down this road. Anything else, Tim? We got to talk about? No, but did you work out today? No, why? I'm looking. No. I'm looking beefed. Yeah, maybe it's just a tight shirt or something. But you look good. Thanks. It's the lighting. I have found that the lighting really affects my mood and how I look, but I'm, I'm leaning back. I put my arm under my other arm. Yeah. And it makes it look a little swole. You know what I mean? I need to start working out. I got my Ironman coming up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go for the full one this time. No. Well, they, they canceled it this year and I, I wasn't planning on doing it. And now they just sent out the registration saying, Hey, you got a free registration. You might as well use it. So I'm in it and I'm in it to win it, baby. So I got to start working out. There you go. That's all there is to it. It's in Frankfurt this year. Frankfurt, Michigan. Never been. Mm, mm. That is fun. Mm. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. I got to run. Do you know why? Why? I'm going to interview Tyler Myers in five minutes. People say uh, I was a young Tyler Myers. Who says that? Deirdre? <laughs> We're the same age, too. But, yeah, he's a good player. I'm looking forward to talking to him. You're not going to be on the call. I didn't, want, I didn't let you know until now. It's just going to be me and him. Okay, well, I'm going to delete all the questions I wrote. Tim, I'm just teasing. All right, everybody, thank you for listening. We're going to go knock out another exciting episode with Tyler Myers after this. But listen, this one was a good one. I know it was. I'm glad you're listening. Trying to do some good stuff here. Cheers, everybody. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter at Dropping Underscore Gloves for episode highlights, behind-the-scenes content, sneak peeks, and giveaways. Check out johnscottallstar.com slash shop for merchandise including t-shirts hats hoodies and so much more and please please leave a review on apple Podcasts. it's so important to helping us grow so we can keep delivering the hockey content and interviews with the players you love thanks and see you next time